the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I'm both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. And because of my education, my training, my experiences and my life's long interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice some related fields, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, uh, as that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business areas of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And as you know, I'm a military brat. I guess I always will be one. Uh, As such, I have been exposed to military men and women my whole life, and I recognize that although we, or I formerly, when I was part of a military family, are very patriotic people and uh, want to be part of a capital-based system, we find that sometimes our capital-based system does not really take our needs and put them at the forefront. So as such, I'm proud to say that I serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And because I was raised partially by my grandmothers on both sides, I have an ingrown respect uh, for elders and seniors. And I know they're better than us normal human beings because they have much more experience. As such, when, when a senior or someone who is disabled ask for my help, I feel like I'm obligated to do so. And it's really needed now in these times when we find seniors are more and more not only the targets of, but also the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could imagine that's running rampant in our society today. Uh, But I have to once again remind you that this show doesn't provide any legal advice 
nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your more thorough, more detailed search uh, based on your specific set of facts and circumstances, hoping to help you find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you have a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or other assets. I got to tell you that today's show was inspired by a very provocative article I received from the Christian Science Monitor entitled, They Seem So Like Us, How Bias Creeps Into War Reporting. Now, this article was written by Harry Brunus and was published in the Monitor on March 4th, 2022. Now, just FYI, you guys have to know, I subscribe to and read several national and international newspapers and magazines each and every day, including the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the LA Times. And for some reason, I'm also... <laughs> repeatedly given access to many newspapers, magazines, newsletters, and news platforms from all around the world. And I got to tell you, just like that kid Mikey from the serial commercial, after I check out the validity and the veracity of the publications, if I have enough time after I complete my daily tasks as a lawyer, which are many, I read just about anything that will help expand my knowledge base. So before we get into the actual story, here's what I found out about the Christian science religion, because I got to admit, I don't know a whole lot about it or didn't know a whole lot about it. And also I did some background search on the Christian Science Monitor, a publication that came to me uninvited. Now, according to the religious education platform Learn Religions, which is located at www.learnreligions with an S, Com, and whose mission, as stated on that platform, is to help you explore the practices of your own faith, understand your neighbor's belief, and familiarize yourself with the world's major religions, regardless of your own spiritual background. It goes on to say, we believe that a strong foundation of knowledge in world religions is essential to understanding one another and our world. You'll find that our uh, library of study guides, prayers, devotionals, and reference documents offer credible and balanced coverage of the world's most prominent faiths, including Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Judaism, Islam, and Taoism. And I got to say, it, it does. So let's go on to Christian science. Again, according to Learn Religion, it has a background on it. And it says that Christian science is distinct from other Christian denominations in its teaching that matter does not exist. All is spiritual. Therefore, sin, sickness, and death, which appear to have physical causes, are instead only states of mind. Sin and sickness are treatable by spiritual means, that is to say, prayer. Let's look at how some of the basic tenets of Christian science faith are, how they relate. Now, they, Christian science beliefs, they believe in baptism. Baptism is a spiritual purification of daily life and not a sacrament. They believe in the Bible. 
the Bible and science and health with key to scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy are the two key texts of the faith. Uh, the tenets of the Christian science reads, as adherence to truth, we take inspired, take the inspired world of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. As to communion, no visible elements are necessary to celebrate the Eucharist. Believers practice silence, spiritual communion with God. Equality. Christian sciences believe women are equal to men. No discrimination is made among the races. As for God, the unity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is life, truth, and love. Jesus is the Messiah, is divine, and not a deity. As far as the golden rule, believers strive to do unto others as they would have do unto themselves. They work to be merciful, just, and pure. The tenets of Christian science reads, and we solemnly promise to watch and pray that the mind to us in be which also is in Jesus Christ to do unto others as we would have them do unto us and to be merciful, just, and pure. So turning to the publication itself, the Christian Science Monitor, which is located at www.csmonitor.com. It states that it is an internal news organization that helps you see news events as starting points for constructive conversation. It goes on to say that the monitor seeks to cut through the froth of the political spin cycle to the underlying truths and values. We want to be so focused on progress that together we can provide a credible and constructive counter narrative to the hopelessness, anger, and fear inducing brand of discourse that is so pervasive in the news. Further, it states as this perspective that the Monitor's global approach is reflected on how founder Mary Baker Eddy described its object as to injure no man, but to bless all mankind. Our aim is to embrace the human family, shedding light with the conviction that understanding the world's problems and possibilities moves us towards solutions. Further, it states that its voice it's an independent voice devoid of corporate allegiances and pressures that critics say too often skew today's media. We seek to give our readers the information they need to come to their own constructive con conclusions. Since 1908, we have been published by the First Church of Christ Scientists. And finally, when asked if it is a religious newspaper, it states the answer is no. When first published in 1908, the Monitor was described by its editor-in-chief as journalism to appeal to good men and women everywhere who are interested in the betterment of all human conditions and the moral and spiritual advancement of the race, the entire race. For more than a century, our aim has been to cover news of the day with honesty and integrity. 
We strive to deliver journalism that chronicles the advancement of humanity, all humanity, which includes pointing out where progress is still needed and exploring how we can find ways forward. This approach is rooted in the Christian science, a Bible-based religion founded by Mary Baker Eddy in the 19th century. So with that grounding in my source material for today's discussion, when we come back, we'll take a look at the Monitor's article, They Seem So Like Us, How Bias Creeps Into War Reporting and see what lessons we can learn that can help us all find the tools we need to appeal to good men and women everywhere who are interested in the betterment of all human condition and moral and spiritual advancement of the race, the entire race. But first, we'll take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue today's show that was inspired by a very provocative article I received from the Christian Science Monitor entitled, These Seem So Like Us, How Bias Creeps Into War Reporting. Now, this article, again, was written by Harry Brunis and was published in the Monitor on March 4th, 2022. And it goes on to say, when Madis Kerrerevich, and I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing your name correctly, watched the Russian invasion of Ukraine unfold in the news last week, she almost immediately noticed a particular sense of astonishment pervading much of the coverage. Journalism on air and in print were not only expressing shock that a war like this could happen in a European city, but also comparing it to conflicts in the Middle East in ways Ms. Kereshneva and others found deeply offensive. One of the first instances came across from CBS News senior foreign correspondent Charlie Argenti reporting from Kiev. But this isn't a place with all due respect like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflicts raising for decades. This is a relatively civilized, relatively European, I have to choose my words carefully too, city, one where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. Mr. DRJ, I'm I'm terrible with pronunciation, has since expressed regret for his words and has apologized. I spoke in a way I regret, and for that I'm sorry, he said in a statement. You should never compare conflicts anywhere. Each one is unique. As a board member of the Arab and Middle Eastern Journalists Association, Ms. Kreshnevich and others began to hear from members in newsrooms around the world, even as they witnessed journalism from the United Kingdom and France expressing similar sense of shock that this could happen in a majority white European city. The Monitor 
then steps out and explains why it's writing and publishing this story. It says, why we wrote this. The world has been stunned by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But journalists on air shock and empathy for fleeing Ukrainians has led some to make comparisons that imply people in other parts of the world don't deserve the same compassion. Wow. (laughs) I got to say, I have witnessed that myself. I have witnessed that myself. I'm a a well-educated, knowledgeable woman who follows the news. I'm a news junkie. And although I look for inspirational stories, as you know, the world has been at war in some place, (laughs) a lot in the Middle East for the last few centuries. I'm not centuries, well, centuries, yes, but for the last few decades that we've all been witnessing that. And I have noticed that there seems to be some implicit, if not explicit, bias in the coverage. And we as Christians need to not have that go on. Anytime a baby is harmed, a white baby in Ukraine, a black baby in Africa, a brown baby in the Middle East is harmed or hurt or killed because an enemy foe is bombing or applying mustard gas or threatening chemicals uh, to keep a populace at bay. That is wrong. And um, I, I, I have to say that I have noticed that people are really empathetic and sympathetic about what's going on in Ukraine. And and for example, I'm going to use this as an example. I support the Ukrainian people. I think they got chutzpah. They are inspirational. They are fighting back. And, you know, but people are fighting back against warlords and autocrats all over the world. And it's just that we don't really like say hurrah and don't compel our political leaders to open up the borders. Don't get me wrong. I think we should open up the borders. And if a Ukrainian has relatives here in the United States and those relatives want to help them, I'm really down for that. But I just don't think it's appropriate when you say, well, we don't want brown people from South and Central America coming in, and we don't want Haitian people uh, who have, you know, foregone all kinds of conflicts and had their president murdered and, you know, um, dealing with with all kinds of weather issues. We don't want them, but we will embrace Ukrainian people. I think there's something wrong with that big time. And that's why I went to the trouble of explaining the Christian science bona fides and why we should take what they're saying to heart. Because I can imagine that not a whole lot of black and brown people are members of this religion, although their tenets sound pretty uh, exciting to me, especially about their non-discrimination 
um, uh, tenants, especially around women and people of color. But I was just really so thankful for them for sending this because in addition to the Christian Science Monitor, other prominent newspapers have talked about how difficult it has been for black and brown students who are attending university in Ukraine to get out of the country. In some instances, they were not let out of the country because of discrimination. Um, I believe discrimination is going to task many of us to burn in hell (laughs) because we will not treat the creatures that God created We are all human beings. We're all members of the same human family. We just got different skin tones and hair textures. But no one group of people, one specific ethnic group is better than any other ethnic group. And none of them should have more compassion than the other. What's going on in Ukraine, as I've shared with you before, is a sin. It's horrible. And the people who are invading that country, there's a special place in hell for them. But that they won't be alone there because autocrats are trying to run people who just want to live, you know, decent lives and raise their children and, and grow a few acres of wheat or corn and take care of themselves and help their village There are people all over this world who want to have those people on their knees. We should not be playing into that game. So I just want to, again, say how great it is that I, I, how grateful I am that the Christian Science Monitor (laughs) started sending me their publications and I had the time to read this. Um, The article goes on to say, um, in the 20th century, of course, Europe has been the site of two of the most brutal conflicts in human history, World War I and World War II, including an unprecedented amount of carnage and and destruction. And they go on to say, in the 1990s, it was a genocide. I don't think many of us remember that. Uh, In the Balkans. And the war broke out in former Yugoslavia that lasted for more than a decade. Some people expressed similar shock at the beginning of World War II that a nation with such rich um, artistic and cultural history as Germany could start a war. But autocrats, crazy people, uh, people who don't respect humanity are from all parts of the world. So I'm going to um, leave it there for now. Uh, but I, I just want to say as closing here at Solon's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including the laws of how human nature sometimes leads us to express our biases in a manner that will take away from our credibility when we need credibility the most. In the meantime, and in as much as it appears that some of All of the variants of COVID-19 are going to be with us for a while. We need to keep our guard up and keep masking up and washing our hands and keeping our social distance. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do. Also, as I've shared with you in my series of shows on the status of women and girls, the 2020 edition, 
that I produced in November and December of last year that was focused on my exposure to what happened to little girls and teenagers in Japan during World War II and what is happening to little girls in Afghanistan today. I say war is hell for everyone involved, but especially little girls and young unaccompanied women and children. And inasmuch as there are bad guys and some women who know many children and young women with children are fleeing Ukraine without the protection of their fathers and husbands and uncles and adult brothers. These evil people are on the lookout for any and all women and girls they can traffic and exploit. So I implore those in the host country in charge of resettling these refugees that they do all that they can to protect these refugees from sexual exploitation by keeping track of these young people and young women and and vetting anyone that offers them free housing or transportation. As it is my understanding that a full 90% of the refugees who have fled Ukraine are unaccompanied children and young teenage girls and young women with their babies. We have to protect them. Till next time, please take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.